Well, here we are again. Are You Serious is back. And uh, today we're going to be talking about tornadoes. I am Jamie Arnold, Chief and, Meteorologist at WMBF News. And I am Andrew Dockery. We remembered it. And yep. Meteorologist in the morning here at WMBF News. Um, we tell you to like, subscribe, share, comment. All of it. All of it. I will tell you that um, just on YouTube alone, we are now over a thousand views. Look at that. Combined, obviously. Not only that, but we now have official Are You Serious mugs. <laughs> so They look so good. I think we may be here to stay. Um, we're also getting more and more casual, which I love. <laughs> like We're going to get into summertime. It's going to be shorts and flip-flops. <laughs> Tank top. Ray-Bans. I'm, I'm all about it. The whole shebang. Um, I'm so dedicated to this podcast, and I'm here on my day off. Yeah, you really are. And I was not about to put on any clothes for this. <laughs> any nice clothes. I did put on clothes. And I even asked you, I said, Jamie, you're off. Do you want to record this? Yeah. Like, we can we can do another day. This is so fun. And you said, I'm here for the people. <laughs> yeah, right? This is it. This is it. I'm not letting anybody down. This uh, is the highlight of my week. It, if, I actually look forward to I this do too. a lot. It's so easy. It's the easiest part of everything we do. We get to geek out. Today's topic is going to be lovely. We're talking about uh, tornadoes. Yeah, lovely topic. A lot, <laughs> a lot of misconceptions. Yep. Um, but I also want to kind of talk about just... A big thanks to everyone who has watched. Absolutely. Um, I didn't know if we would get viewer questions. Yeah. We but, actually. But we are. We are. And, and we comments. still are. Yeah. Comments. And, and what's crazy to me, and it might be like this for you, we've had people say, I didn't even know you all did a podcast. Yeah. And we're well, four in episodes now. in. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the right. train. I love it. Yeah. Welcome to the team. Yeah. So if this is your first one, go back, watch the other ones if you want to. Yeah. Or start watching from here. You know, we're we're kind of figuring this out as we go. Yeah, which is fun. And which, you know. Kudos to our team, too. I yeah. know we have Sarah and Anya in the back. We yep. have our digital team who's done everything. The best. Um, this has been designed by our team. Love this. Uh, so we did not this expect means, it to go this I think this means far. we can't get canceled. <laughs> since we, although if we get canceled, it's, we know it, We know whose fault it's going to be. It's going to be mine. No doubt about it. Uh, but yeah, we got the mugs and everything. So we're like official now. We are official. We've made it. I do want to tell you, um, we got one question. We had two really good ones. Yeah. One was so good. I said, let's make that another episode. Yes. Because it... Mark, if you're watching, I promised it would be in this episode. We're just going to make that a whole episode. We're going to do a whole episode on Mark's question, which was basically the National Weather Service. Do we Local just copy their forecast Tennessee. from the National Weather Service? <laughs> what do we do? How yeah. do we choose what goes into a broadcast? Yeah. yeah. Packed. Which is, we would be here all day. That is a whole other podcast. So, so I love yeah. it. Thank you. So, um, Mark, yeah. Whole, <laughs> the, the next one after this. That's our next episode, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, so after this episode, the next one will be what is it that you guys do? Yeah. What do you, <laughs> what get, do you, do? What do you get yeah. paid for? Uh, I do want to say, we do have a question though from Joey, which he is listening or watching or whatever you're doing, Joey, in Georgetown. Love beautiful it. Beautiful area. Love Georgetown. Um, he says, what makes a thunderstorm? Oh. <laughs> I that's a whole love nother, this. That's a whole nother podcast. I know. Yeah. We'll do simple terms. Yeah. Because we could really go into this big we time. Could. We could. Um, there's a lot of ways you can actually make a thunderstorm, believe it or not. Yep. Uh, the typical summertime one for me that I always grew up, my favorite analogy to use for the kids, use a lava lamp. Yes. So if a lava lamp heats up enough, what happens? The blobs start to rise. Same way with our atmosphere. Yes. You heat up the atmosphere, 
blobs of air start to rise <laughs> and that is that is what we call convection yes that is convection simply just like a convection oven yep. the heat rises same thing with summer thunderstorms that is convection probably our most common type of thunderstorm especially summertime here. yeah summertime now yep. you can get some interactions when it comes to thunderstorms um whether that be frontal boundaries we yep. don't have the mountains here yep um which is great but if you go out even into you know the appalachian mountains mm -hmm. or even into the uh, colorado rockies mm -hmm. um you have some orographical lift yep um which is basically air kind of getting forced up up the, the mountain side. Yep, that's called orographic lift. Orographic, sorry, yeah. that was my nerdy right. term. Yeah. And then uh, the sea breeze for me was new. Sea breeze. It kind of forces that convection upward. Yep, yep. You sort of need a little extra push. A lot of times you can get thunderstorms just simply from the rising air. Yeah. But a lot of times you need that something to get that air rising. So uh, the sea breeze, which around here almost acts like a, a miniature cold front. Yeah, it does. That cooler air kind of pushes in from the ocean every afternoon. That's just enough. To get the updrafts going and get your convection going. Yeah. Uh, but you got to have moisture for thunderstorms. Ingredient number one. Um, absolutely have to have moisture. Um, the spark, the lift, yeah. something to, something get, to it, get it up. To get it going up. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then when you factor in, this is where the other episode comes in, shear, the rotation of a thunderstorm. Yeah. That basically will determine if this thing is going to be severe or not. So typical thunderstorm of the summertime for people who have never known, uh, you get a rising column of air. Typically it's updraft and downdraft, yep. rising and sinking air. You get severe weather though, when you start to actually see that storm turn. When you can start turning. And I, and I always oh, use the analogy of uh, going up a mountain um, as far as getting a thunderstorm to rotate and getting it to turn severe. If you get a, if you get a thunderstorm to rotate, in most cases, it's going to turn severe, and it's a lot easier if you're going up a mountain to sort of go, go around. around the mountain, yeah. slowly going up than it is to just go up the side. I've so never you get heard that, that analogy, yeah, and so I you love get that, that. You get that spin, and it's a lot easier for that air to rise even faster, stronger updraft, stronger downdrafts, stronger storms, severe weather. There you go. And there's so much parameters we could teach and talk yeah. about. Um, but, Joey, there is your there basic you go, Joey. understanding um, of thunderstorms, which I love. Um Question of the day for us. Yep. Um, this one was more growing up. We've kind of talked about this a little bit. Um, this actually came from Anya. Oh. So she said, what was the number one thing growing up at any point in the meteorology field that you were most excited to learn or dive deeper into? For me, um, it was hurricanes. Okay. Um, and that was kind of, we kind of talked about this probably our first episode, I think. Uh, for me, um, it was hurricanes, and that was sparked uh, by my experience um, in Charlotte growing yep. up from Hurricane Hugo. Like, mm. how in the, did this happen yeah. here? Mm. Um, the Just how bad it was even that far inland from Hurricane Hugo. So that was kind of the thing. And here I am in a hurricane market. And see, mine was all <laughs> thunderstorm and severe weather base. Yeah. Still obsessed with yeah. it. But I would say it's obviously shifted being here because hurricanes to me are so fascinating. There's yeah. a book, too, and maybe we'll read it or at some point. We could do some tag team reading. <laughs> Story time. I struggle at reading. <laughs> um, but I think it's Melissa from the Climate Office mm -hmm. posted about it. Um, the top 10 hurricanes that changed the Carolinas forever. Yes. I would love to just read that book and yeah. come back and be like, all right, here's what we've learned. Yes. Because I know probably at least a good seven that are going to be on that list oh, for sure but there's probably going to be some stories in there that we've never seen there's a great author if i were ever to have time which i'll never have time 
um, to sit down and write a book, it would be the Hurricane History of South Carolina. I forgot the name of the author, but it's an amazing book if you're in North Carolina. It's the Hurricane History of North Carolina. And okay. this guy went all the way back as far as possible, I think probably the 1600s. And the whole book is nothing but a write-up of every single hurricane uh, that affected awesome. North Carolina. I would love to do that for South Carolina. That's awesome. So that if there's would... any publishers listening who want to incentivize me <laughs> with a fat check, I'll think about it. <laughs> there's your uh, contribution. If you're yep. one of our thousand <laughs> at this point. Uh, I was also told episode four um, was our most downloaded on Spotify yeah. and Apple. So thank you. Kudos we appreciate that. that. And this is episode five, right? Episode five. All right. So we're going to lose count let's, eventually. Let's break the record. Um, all right. Episode five. We, I feel like there's no planning that goes into nope, this podcast. Absolutely not. Your planning is a lot more than mine. Andrew has papers and, and notes, notes and graphs, graphs and maps. I've got uh, my glasses, my phone, and a cup of coffee. If I don't, I'll forget. I'm one of those people that gets dates mixed up. Yeah. Don't forget the storm or the system. But I'm like, oh, was that 2018 or yeah. 2019? And then I'm going to say something. Yeah, especially that wasn't after you've correct. done so many. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's tough. Um, so we were thinking, we were sitting down and talking, and just because of how active it's been already, it's it's been a, a one heck of a severe weather season so far. Not so much here, yeah, but obviously the middle part of the country. We said let's just dive into tornadoes. Let's get into I, tornadoes. I think and... we should start at least with what's happened so far this year. Right. So um, you only have to go back to last week. Today yeah. is April 4th. 4th when we're recording this. Yeah. So. so if you go back to last week, um, I did check this morning and did a little show prep this morning. Okay, look um, at this. From last week's outbreak... Um, 100 confirmed tornadoes. You got the same so numbers far. I got. <laughs> um, but there are um, sur- crews are still out surveying today, so yep. it may end up being closer to 110, 115. Yeah. Uh, just from last week's, and then today there's going to be another outbreak. Yeah. Um, Moderate risk last I looked. Yeah, I haven't seen an upgrade to high, mm-hmm. which we had the high risk level five yeah. last week. Um, but yeah, kind of two big areas of moderate risk again for today, in almost the same areas, which is sort of uncanny how similar these two systems look uh very similar also i was thinking when that high risk the two high risk Mm -hmm. different areas came out on friday one of those was sandwiched right in the heart of an area that was impacted just a couple of days earlier yes with mississippi and arkansas and i was just sitting there when it came out friday and i was like oh this is not going to be good um i i don't know if I kept up with it as much Friday afternoon, but by Friday evening, I was glued to the phone. I yeah. texted you, and I was like, yeah. I'm catching up. Yeah, we up. were both, yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, the I was world. out with friends, and I was probably the worst friend possible because <laughs> I was sitting at the dinner table, like, on Twitter, looking yeah. at videos. It was crazy. The Little Rock video. Yeah, Little Rock is insane. And some of the videos, if you haven't seen, I think I, you shared some, I shared yeah. some on, on our Twitter. And one of the things that struck me about the Little Rock tornado was it was wrapped in rain yeah. for a lot of its lifetime, mm-hmm. which is insanely dangerous. And a lot of the videos that I retweeted show things going from just kind of stormy to you're inside a tornado in yeah. 30 seconds. And I shared those to show like how quick it can happen. And 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 that was the storm. You're seeing a lot of these videos now. I think even our former meteorologist Jessica Dobson shared one. Mm-hmm. Guys and recording from his garage. Yeah. It just looks like a heavy band of rain. Yeah. And then the wind Bam. starts sucking yeah. everything out of the, I think he, they said his friend had to be pulled back yeah. 
just because that was a rain wrap yep. tornado. It's honestly probably the worst case scenario outside of a nocturnal situation. Yeah. Um, but little which rock. means nighttime. Yes. Come sorry. on, Andrew. Nighttime. Yeah, nocturnal. <laughs> nocturnal. It's nighttime. Um, but just one of the craziest videos from Friday. Yeah. Yeah, that one, the uh, dual tornadoes at the same time, oh, which we also have on our Twitter, uh, from uh, that was from Iowa. So mm-hmm. that was a really huge outbreak, basically from Iowa all the way down to Louisiana and Arkansas. And then, of course, the system before, the notable video that comes to mind um, is Mississippi, the on-air meteorologist yep. there. Yep. Who, you, you know, you... I get it. You see it coming into a town, and you know. And you know that town like the back of your you hand. You know that town, and you see that signature on radar. Around here, it's kind of like, eh, it might be a tornado. It might not. That's, yeah. You get out there, and, and it's a tornado that strong. You know that it's it's on the ground like a drill bit, and it's doing damage, and it's going into a place you know. So that's that's tough to deal with on air. And I'll tell you, too, just from watching some of the broadcasts, and you and I have had this conversation before. When we refer to Tornado Alley in the Deep South and that entire region, they are so – it's like us in hurricane season. Yeah. They'll, they're so well, like, knowledgeable when it comes to anything. You could say anything Yeah, tornado-related. They were yeah. pulling up correlation coefficient, which right. is our debris detection. We yeah. have to say that. Yeah, we say debris detection. But, but yeah. over there, they're working radar scope or yeah. their radar app, like yeah. the palm of your hand. It's fascinating for me to watch and see how they integrate their technology over there Yeah, and how their verbiage works for that area because right. they're so used to it. Right. But it is similar to us and covering yeah. hurricanes. We're kind of old hats at it now. You know, yeah. you go through a couple, you get it, you understand it. Same thing out there. Um, but I think the cool thing that you kind of led into this Tornado Alley. Yeah. Classic traditional Tornado Alley. Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, creeping up into Nebraska. Yeah. The amount of tornadoes there going down mm-hmm. because it's shifting. Shifting. Which to is the something east. we've seen happening over a long period of time, but sort of traditional uh, Tornado Alley isn't as tornado prone mm-hmm. as it used to be. Yeah. I, I've seen a lot of arguments on twitter yep because who doesn't love a good twitter right. argument if you're watching Especially this. In weather twitter yeah, yeah. <laughs> um that we should do away with the term altogether tornado alley yes yeah. for me tornado alley refers to the states that you're talking about. right i don't think mississippi georgia alabama yeah Florida. which is the which is quickly becoming the new tornado alley yeah um as you mentioned, Alley, basically, if you kind of start northern Louisiana through Mississippi mm-hmm. into Alabama, kind of getting up into Tennessee, kind of getting up into northern Georgia, uh, that is really becoming the new Tornado Alley. Yeah, and, so, and let me tell you, too, the, the shift in, in Dixie Alley from Tornado Alley to Dixie Alley, it was at first nocturnal. Yep. The most nocturnal tornadoes yep. happened in that area, but we've seen a shift now to where... With a warmer climate, yep. you're looking at prolonged severe weather life extending. Yep. Not only, remember what we said had to happen for a thunderstorm. What did you have yep. to have? Moisture. Got to have that moisture. What's close to yep. those states? The Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. It is fueling these storms and these long track tornadoes, and it's becoming more and more through, common. Through Dixie Alley and, and another you know increased moisture across the Deep South into Dixie, but also um, there's been a lot more drought in traditional parts of Tornado Alley, yeah. that Texas to Nebraska area. Uh, 
over the past 50 years or so that's that's been a, a drought stricken area obviously without that moisture it's hard to get thunderstorms thus it gets harder to get tornadoes so that's why we've seen that shift uh into dixie alley um nighttime tornadoes fast moving tornadoes mm -hmm. um, a lot of the tornadoes in traditional tornado alley were kind of the picturesque wizard of oz storm chaser three four in the afternoon mm -hmm. beautiful funnel out in the middle of a flat field in in oklahoma somewhere kind of your classic stereotypical tornado yeah beautiful easy to chase kind of have fun with a lot of times out in the middle of nowhere now you shift all of that into the deep south into dixie alley where the storms are moving faster as you mentioned they're more prone to be late in the evening mm -hmm. overnight even early in the morning and they tend to be stronger a lot of ef4s and ef5s have been touching down in dixie alley over the past especially 20 years i think of two like if you remember there's been a couple of days, and I, d I don't have these dates on the top of my head. We talk about the moisture. Mm -hmm. You have to have a dew point threshold of at least where you can get. You start out 65 degree dew yeah. point. Have to. Yeah. I remember there was be there would be some days in the plains where they didn't get the moisture in in time mm -hmm. where everything came in. That's never the case in the deep south. Yeah. We've always said that would always be the thing, but if you were to take the data, and I I did the 20 year because. If you look, if you're listening to this or watching us, go back and look at the last 10 years, if mm -hmm. you can. Most of those tornadoes are right in Dixie Alley across yeah. Georgia, Mississippi. But 20 years ago, if you take the 20-year average, mm -hmm. Texas, Kansas, Oklahoma, <laughs> Alabama, Mississippi, four yeah. and five are approaching fast. Yeah. And they're approaching fast. Also, the density and population, I think, is yep. another big one. Yep. Um, some of the tornadoes in Texas, out, you, you don't know, hear a couple about of cows them. and a couple of cows out there, and that's kind of it. Yeah. yeah, not to mention too. I think it was John um, on Twitter who said, "Keep in mind Texas's state right. size, yeah. absolutely, yeah. which makes sense." Um, but the nocturnal tornadoes, we talked about Georgia, Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, other states, interesting, and I think it's that warm nose of air, mm -hmm. Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Paducah. I think of the yeah. tri-state tornado. If yeah. you're listening from Kentucky, you would know in Indiana, Arkansas and Tennessee, nearly 50% of their tornadoes are after sunset. Which are the most dangerous kinds because people are asleep, Yep, not getting warnings, tornado hits, and that's... Kind of, that's kind of what happened last week. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was an image, and I don't know who shared it. We look at so much stuff. Yeah, I know. Um, did you see the updraft to Felicity? For people that don't know, that is rotating thunderstorms. Yes. Kind of gives us an idea on what thunderstorms down the road would be able to produce a tornado. Yeah. Did you see that model output and then the comparison? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Really crazy. Not only that, but when you looked at the SPC, they did a great job. But even in those nocturnal tornadoes, I think of Indiana, they had mm -hmm. many. Mm -hmm. That is where you saw a lot of yep. the damage in the, the people, damage and a lot of the, the deaths, a lot the of the fatalities. injuries in the deaths. Yeah. <sighs> um, so let's bring it home. I don't know if this is on your list of oh, graphics you're or the maps. Local. You've got maps. I love so that. So this map. is the tornado density. We're gonna have to. We need to. We'll put that up. We will, and yeah. we might be able to go to the one shot. So basically, what this is, and the only reason I did it, is if you were to look at the planes, we'll put this up. Yeah. But all of these tornadoes in the planes. Notice the tracks. Mm -hmm. There's a lot there. Yeah. 
but the tracks and when we brought this full aren't as long yeah as what you're saying the more yeah. violent tornadoes so when you look at i mean look at freaking mississippi yeah these long tracks going through here through mm-hmm. northern georgia there's the new tornado out yeah exactly. if you ask me but Anyways. this leads me into my next thing and again it's kind of hard to see on here but we'll put it up for you pardon my still crippled finger um, <laughs> if you come in here to the Carolinas, mm. uh, there is a distinct. That's why I printed it out. <laughs> there is a distinct area of more tornadoes and more intense tornadoes uh, here in the Carolinas, and that is referred to as Carolina Alley. So, when interested, this is me literally asking a question, not that we've scripted anything. When did you first find out about Carolina Alley? Um. Honestly, when I started working down here, okay. and even before coming here, working in eastern North Carolina, uh, and realizing, okay, this area gets a lot more tornadoes than any other part of the Carolinas. And basically what we refer to as Carolina Alley, um, locally, sort of in my head, and we kind of joke about this, Robison County mm-hmm. is kind of the tail end of it. Yep. Um, it kind of starts in Robison County right there along the North Carolina-South Carolina border. We always joke that anytime we have any kind of severe weather outlook or a threat in place all right get ready for that robinson county tornado because yep. it's it seems like it's much more common than anywhere else mm-hmm. uh, but basically you take from robinson county near the border you could even bring that down into maybe dillon and marlboro county and go up interstate 95 um that corridor tends to be prone to more tornadoes than any other parts um, of the carolinas and some big tornadoes in there um from a couple of big outbreaks um you get Rocky Mount, Greenville, North Carolina, uh, even Raleigh, especially just east of Raleigh, sort of that general vicinity mm-hmm. uh, tends to be pretty pretty tornado prone. And typically what happens, at least in my four years here, with Carolina Alley, you get you can get some nasty storms yeah. just off to our northwest. Yeah, yeah. But something about the closer you get to, especially summertime or spring, mm-hmm. Except for one or two occurrences, the sea breeze or something will start to tear some lines up. Yeah. Um, if you're watching us in Horry County or Georgetown County, most of your tornadoes are coming from a single cell or a squall line type event. Or a tropical system. I was about to say, September. I, yeah, I haven't I haven't looked at the numbers or done the math. If you were to take Horry County or even the city limits of Myrtle Beach or even just the Grand Strand, I would say... of our tornadoes are probably tropical related. I didn't do that number, but I did do more research. Yeah. Um, FEMA has the natural disaster map and actually ranks Horry County as one of the top 99 percentile counties in the United States to get a tornado because of the tropics. Because of the tropics. And you think back to, you know, you think back to Dorian. Uh, Hurricane Dorian, I think we had five or six just in Horry County. Um, Some hurricanes are like that. Others aren't. Florence, we had, I think, three or four here in Horry County. So you can can crank them out. You know, in the right right tropical system, they can crank out tornadoes uh, left and right. Uh, So it's it's rare for us to get a big, powerful tornado Mm -hmm. uh, in Horry County from sort of a non-tropical system it yep. has happened there is one uh particularly famous tornado i know exactly um, what you're what, about. that is the july 2001 
tornado. What was that day like? Do you- um, I wasn't here then. Um, I was still in Charlotte at the time, but I remember even being mm-hmm. in Charlotte, and this was, you know, 2001. This is, I'm sure you heard this about This getting kind of early. Um, you suddenly started getting a lot of reports that there's been a tornado in Myrtle Beach. There's been a tornado in Myrtle Beach, and you kind of think, eh, okay, whatever. And then the pictures and the mm-hmm. videos start showing up, and, and it was an incredible tornado for this area. Um, ended up being ranked at EF2. Um, it was actually two tornadoes that day, but the one did the damage. The EF2, uh, 40 injuries, $9 million in damage, and one of the strangest tornado setups I've ever seen. And it's still a setup, and I'll even text you guys about it every mm-hmm. once in a while. Like, yep. never, trust. never trust this setup. And basically what we had that day, it was July. It was July 6th. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, the busiest week ever of the entire year in this part of the country everybody's here so myrtle beach was full of tourists um typically hot very humid day i think it was up in the upper 80s dew points were like in the 70s it was muggy it was typical july in myrtle beach Uh, we had a sea breeze that was slowly starting to develop and that sea breeze was just kind of starting to get going up the Mm -hmm. beaches at the same time though what made that day strange was a backdoor cold front and by backdoor front Typically, we think of our cold fronts that are kind of, kind of coming in from, you know, west to east, blowing across the state. A backdoor cold front sort of eases down the coast from the northeast and actually pushes to the southwest. So that day, we had that backdoor front. It interacted with the sea breeze. You got a thunderstorm, and there was just enough going on right at that little intersection to get that rotation. Thunderstorm turned into a classic supercell thunderstorm. It literally moved southwest down the beach, totally opposite of what you would normally expect. Most of our storms around here racing off to the northeast. This thing was backing down the coast, which mm. was crazy. Back to our cold front, my favorite phenomenon that yeah. I've ever been introduced to. Yeah. Just because it is opposite than when you're making your graphics. Yeah. It's like, this looks yeah. weird. But I bring up that point because you said it was July. Yep. Think of water temperatures. Think yep. of what we've kind of already talked about, mm-hmm. especially for the deep south. You get our water warm enough, yeah, and you get the right conditions. Yeah, it's certainly possible. And an EF two in this area is—I mean, EF one or EF zero is yeah. plenty. Um, but yeah, this was an EF two, and it, I remember it, seeing those photos. And it traveled literally down the beach. Started uh, kind of up a little bit north, on kind of on the north end of Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, more or less went right over the pavilion. The pavilion was still here at the time. Uh, went down the beach, actually stalled for a minute over mm. Spring Made Pier, um, and then continued down the beach, and then kind of finally hooked inland um, near the airport, uh, which is currently where the Market Common is, yeah. and finally dissipated there. Uh, if you're familiar with Myrtle Beach, the airport kind of finally dissipated on the beach side of the airport. Okay. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You may not know the answer. Um, also after listen, do you listen to our podcast? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've noticed some tendencies. Yeah. I always say, let me ask you this. Okay. Uh, ask I don't me. know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your most memorable tornado you've covered? We cover a lot. So you may forget. Uh, yeah, And a lot of them end up I not know. being tornadoes. I, <sighs> I tell you, I do remember. I do remember it was and it from, doesn't mean it has to be a big one, you know. It was from my previous TV station. Okay. It was a Sunday. <laughs> it 
there weren't tornadoes in the forecast that okay. day. That's what my most memorable Maybe is. had a couple of severe thunderstorms in the forecast. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived, uh, this was up near Greenville, North Carolina. I was technically off that day, uh, but a severe thunderstorm developed. A tornado warning was issued. Well, I lived basically two blocks from the river, the Pamlico River, up in eastern North Carolina. Um, so when the tornado warning was issued, I was like, hey, let me go over here and just check out and see what the storm looks like. Sure enough, I come to this little clearing, and I can look out over the river, and literally there is the tornado on the other side of the river. Uh, so I ran home, called the studio, and actually did coverage on the phone, watching the tornado go down the river and kind of skip along and, and doing damage. And I was literally doing coverage on the phone as the mm. tornado was a mile from my house. I've covered, obviously, some bigger tornadoes. For me, it was a similar situation. Um, we had severe weather expected. Mm-hmm. No big deal. 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. I'm in Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky. I'm sitting there at dinner because Emily's parents are in town. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm going to go get dinner before the storms roll in. We had a man on staff covering everything. Wasn't, tornadoes were not in the forecast. Mm-hmm. A couple pop-up storms, yeah. 30%. And I will never forget getting a text because I always set up my alerts one county west. Yeah. Yep. Just to get have that, your bases covered. Yep. Get a text, tornado warning, get on Twitter, had it right for our viewing area, yep. tornado on the ground. There's damage. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. I tailed it over the mountain. I don't even think I came in on this with a suit. Yeah. I came in with a t shirt ready to go. Yep. She handled the chroma. I was there stressful yeah wasn't a big tornado yeah but just enough to cause the heart to race a little and, bit. and i think we've all done that we were we had not been on the air very long here and we actually had a moderate risk in place level four moderate risk it's in place big this, was, this was on a sunday the whole day went by barely even so much as a cloud by six o'clock that evening nothing i was like i'm gonna run home for dinner <laughs> I run home. I leave here. There's nothing on the radar. I get home 20 minutes from here. Like, let me just double check. Severe thunderstorm had already developed in Darlington uh, uh, County. Uh, uh. Two minutes later, tornado warning was issued. One storm formed that day. And it dropped a tornado, I think, in EF2, uh, very near the Darlington Raceway. Same thing. I'm not sure I stopped at any red lights coming down (laughs) Highway 17. (laughs) I was Booking it yeah. back here to the studio, and those are the worst. And what's crazy uh, now is you would never see that from us just because of the demand of everything we have to do. Yeah. We, we would never. Yeah. Like, I could think we would never take a dinner break during, like, no. a severe no. No. risk. No. Just because there's so much. And we'll yeah. talk about that in, in one former episode. But the same situation with my storm. It yeah. was one storm. Yep. Came in, took all the energy, and just said, all right, I'm having I'm all this to myself. I'm going to do it. Yep. And I will never forget that. Uh, I did print out, before I forget, making sure we're good on time. Also, we're going longer. We're, we're attempting to go longer to see how people are feeling <laughs> people about it. People wanted yeah, it. They, so well, if, that was, if you're snoozing. That was the consensus, right? Um, I want to kind of bust a myth that tornadoes are increasing year by year. Mm-hmm. It's not the case. Nope. This year is already off to a fast start. Yep. Does it mean that we won't have a slow April or a slow yeah. May? Um, but you look at the last 20 years, and we're not increasing every single year. There's right. been some bad years. Yeah. Um, but I was just printing off some of these numbers. The mean for the United States 
over the past, what is this, 2005? Mm-hmm. 200 and, or actually 1,380. Mm-hmm. Um, 2022, we had 1,331. 2020 was a weak year. 2018 was a slower year. 2016 was a slower year. Uh, one of the more memorable years for me in 2008, mm-hmm. Super Tuesday outbreak. Yep. And then 2011. 2011 was were big. the two that, that I kind of yeah. thought just to prove that yeah. this isn't getting worse. It's, it's not. And, you know, people are also seeing and documenting more tornadoes. There's more people, there's the more thing. cameras, there's more cell phones. Everybody wants to go viral. So you see a tornado, no matter how stupid it is, like the some people we saw last week, <sighs> yeah. get out the phone and get the yeah. picture and get the video. No pictures worth um, your life. Yeah. Um, so we're seeing a lot more than yeah. we used to. And that's, that was kind of... In its own little way, the Myrtle Beach tornado from 2001 at the time was the most documented tornado Mm -hmm. because, again, like I said, it was 4th of July week, (laughs) a town packed full of tourists, and they're all carrying, back at the time, their camcorders probably on their shoulder or their, (laughs) you know, whatever. Uh, So there were so many pictures and videos of that tornado, and that's kind of the case now. You just, there are more people seeing them, documenting them, so... Weather in general, which I am thankful yeah. for. Oh yeah, we love. I we can in a, in a dial be dialed into Oklahoma right now. Yeah, yeah. Whether it be their storm chasers, yep. their station, their viewers. Yep. I think when I texted in. you about tornado, I was like tornado yeah. damage. Seeing this, and yeah. it was up in Wilmington. Yeah. Just because there is so much technology. So One I'm of my favorite that. things to do, and this shows how sad my life is, um, <laughs> is to sit back and watch other TV stations do tornado coverage Same. it's like it's and that's kind of what i'm planning i'm off today that's my plan this afternoon wherever that severe weather pops this afternoon i'm gonna all right curl up we're about to open a can of worms yep what do you look for when you watch that um because you and i are two peas in a I, pod i i know that i have I have strict standards for when we do tornado coverage or hurricane coverage and yep. i kind of want to see that in other stations i want to see live pictures mm-hmm. i want to see live pictures yep. i want to see the person doing it. I don't want to just hear a voice on a screen. Yep. Um, and it's got to keep moving. You yep. got to you got to get me in local. You got to get me in. Show me streets. Tell me towns, restaurants that are in the way. Yep. I, I love that kind of coverage, and I love I love good team coverage where the anchors. That's and, it. And everybody's in it, and we've got four boxes on the screen. If it's just one person for me, unless the technology's great. Yeah. I'm moving on. I'm going to the next station. I'm moving on. I want to see. I want to see all the cameras and all the views. And I, I yeah, the, that's awesome. the, the chasers out. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. The good stuff. Me and you both. Yeah. Um, pet peeves when it comes to tornado coverage. I can open. I'll start if you want. You me start. To. <laughs> this is my soapbox. To all of our beautiful viewers, I hate when we get phone calls in the middle of tornado warnings. Yeah. And I get it. Yeah. Tornado warning comes out for Horry County. Right. You're in Florence County. You're in Florence County. You don't care. But there is no need to send us a nasty email. Right. Or a voicemail. Yeah. There's some stuff that we could not say on this. This would be after, are you serious after dark? Yep. But the reason I bring this up is because Mississippi or Iowa, Mm -hmm. one of those complaints left and right. Left and right. And people are dying. Yeah, four. Yeah. Yeah. And we have people more focused on themselves. Right. Um, Same with hurricane coverage. But it says a lot about today's 
world. And me, we, me, me. And, and, here's the, and here's the thing. Let me put this out here in case anybody's unfamiliar with the fact. We have to do that. Yeah. We have to do that. At well, FCC we regulations, we that. literally have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're anticipating having to do a cut-in during your precious golf or your precious NASCAR race or your precious little football game, we try to make accommodations for that. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll do a double box. We'll kind of do the severe weather coverage kind of back here in the corner. Yeah. We try to make it happen, but we have to do it. That is our job. FCC requires it. Yeah. And that's our job as a TV station is to give you information and warnings about potentially life-threatening situations. Yeah. Oh, there's an app now for that. Yeah. I think yeah. 100% when I was in, if there was apps in college. Yeah, it's but- not like 1987 where you're going to miss the game <laughs> and have to stay up until the 11 o'clock news to see what the score was oh. on the game. Yeah, you can figure it out. Drives me, like, yeah. there's nothing more frustrating than doing the coverage and and being like, man, that was really good. I was so happy. And then you open up your inbox. Yeah. And there's the nasty mail. there's the nasty hate mail. It used it to bother me. It. it used to bother me. I don't even care anymore. Yeah. I don't even care. Just sometimes I like to respond. So if you send it, I'll more than likely. If I'm tired and grumpy, I'll send a nasty little response sometimes. <laughs> and I try to be nice and I know I should be nice. And my bosses probably don't need to hear that. But I'll get a little starky sometimes, like just stop. I think it's starky. Stop. Whatever. Anyways, you that's know. my pet peeve. I didn't know if you had um, one. No, yeah, that's it. That, I, I would say definitely <laughs> yeah. the viewers who hate us for it. Um, yeah. And I don't care. We're still going to do it. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're going to, like I said, we're going to try to make it as least intrusive as possible, but we we have to do it. We're doing our job. Yeah. And that's for every meteorologist in yeah. the country. Um, anything else you want to add tornado-wise? Oh, there's so much. I know. There's so much. We're already... Eight minutes. We're already, yeah, at the end of it. We've went long. I don't yeah. know if it's felt natural to you all. It has to me. I'll tell a fun story Ooh. about mad viewers. Also, one of my favorite parts of the podcast is when you go on storytelling mode. Yep. All right. Like listening to it. I love yep. it. So yep. let me sit back. So one of my worst tornado experiences as far as on-air coverage uh, was again at my previous station. And it was during Ronald Reagan's funeral oh one of the most popular presidents of course ever um it was his funeral and i was watching storms and sure enough we got a tornado warning i was a lot younger at the time there's a famous moment in the funeral that was being televised live where nancy reagan lays down on the casket like the most poignant moment ever the I'm Jamie Arnold with a tornado warning, and it was for like some way out of the way county. Yeah, that one was bad. That was probably the worst amount of of viewer feedback I ever got. <laughs> they did it again. They're literally going to start cutting the lights yeah. out. <laughs> Shut up and get out. I think I was supposed to restart that before we started, but did it didn't work it or something. Yeah, you just have to yeah. click it. Welcome to uh, live TV. Oh, there it is. Wish there I would have known that for yeah. last last yeah. episode. Yeah. Um. That's awful. Yeah, yeah. Just there she goes. And being young in the business too, like yeah. I can remember. And I took it. Like, I took it all to heart. Then now, you know, we're hardened and brush it off. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, five minutes is what I was just told. Man. Yeah. Episode five. Yeah. Wrapped. Um. So far, so good. We've had. We did have January. We had the one little EFZ mm-hmm. tornado here in Horry County. Yeah. Uh, west of Conway. I think that's all we've had this year. Yeah, and I thought I wrote down how many we have on average, um, but I don't think I did for Ori. 
I don't know what it also was. did make me think of another really good future podcast. Okay, let's get into um, one of my favorite things: uh, water spouts, water spouts versus tornado. Love it. It's kind of like water spout season around here. I was thinking of that. What was that? Two or three years ago? Or was that last year? The tornadic, tornadic water spout. Oh, we had, yeah, we had a ton of water spouts mm-hmm. last summer, which was mm-hmm. really good. The one that went Love in and came spout. onto the beach. Yeah, yeah, those are always fun. Oh, that's that's yep. one of those. Um, only other thing I was going to add is. Fatalities. Alabama leads with 14. Of course. We talked about that. Yeah. Other than that. Let's talk about, real quick before we wrap this up, um, a couple more things that we have coming up. So we're going to do what we do. Which I'm looking forward to. That'll be really fun. Yeah. What we do, kind of what our partnership with the National Weather Service is like. So if you have a question for what we do, yeah. ask it. Yep, because we are actually meteorologists. We actually do stuff. Yep. Um, we're going to start lining up some guests yes. down the road a little bit. We're going to start with talking to our team. Mm-hmm. Um, then we're going to kind of branch out and yep. talk to some photographers. I'm excited. But what we're going to have to do with that is we're going to have to do interviews, but then probably it's probably going to spark some ideas where it's like, all right. Yeah. Let's come back to yeah. the drawing board yep. and let's really talk. Um, if you all think of any guests you want. And, yep, let us know what guests you want. And then one of the things that we've kind of been really getting excited about is maybe once or twice taking a show on the road. Would people show up? If not, we're still going to be there having fun. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. I think we take it to a location. We yeah. bring a crew. and Bring a crew. People will show up. They see two mics. Happy hour. My favorite, it's my favorite hour. We'll record it for <laughs> my half favorite hour. hour of the day. But then yeah. we'll play it at our typical 7.30 time. Yeah. So okay. I like that a lot. Good. Well, I think that's it, right? That's it for Are You Serious? That will do it for Are You Serious? Um, episode number five. We will see you and hear you, and you will hear us <laughs> next week for episode number six. Oh. We're, we're, we'll talk about what we do. Yeah, what we do. Have questions, let us know. Yep. That's uh, Are You Serious? Weather conversation between you and us. Appreciate it, y'all. 